What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Flame Entertainment and Sports. It's your boy Rob here. Welcome to a Thursday entertainment episode of the podcast. On today's show, I'll be covering multiple topics within the entertainment world. I will be covering the season 32 premiere of Dancing with the Stars, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, an update on Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner, and who else has involved themselves in the situation, but the worldwide and world-beloved Taylor Swift. <laughs> Aside from those topics, I'll also be talking about the writer's strike. I will be talking about Pete Davidson and Madeline Klein reportedly being in a relationship. I will be also be talking about some Bachelor Nation news as tonight we have some premieres, um, the se- series premiere of The Golden Bachelor, followed by the season nine premiere of Bachelor in Paradise. Then I wrap up the episode talking about two of my favorite shows of all time, Gossip Girl and One Tree Hill, as Gossip Girl has been, been taking over a certain event in a certain country, and One Tree Hill just hit a very big and uh, historic milestone. So, yeah, those are going to be the topics I talk about today. Um, as always, make sure to check out the description of today's episode so you know exactly when I'm talking about the topic that you're more most interested in hearing about. And yeah, with that said, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get into it. All right, guys. So the first topic on today's show will be covering the premiere of season 32 of Dancing with the Stars. So basically, I'm going to be going in order from the first couple that danced in the premiere all the way to the last couple. I'll be throughout the show. I, I put... Uh, my score for each couple and then next to it I wrote the actual um, score that they received from the judges of the show but before that I do want to say prior to the first couple of dancing uh, Dancing with the Stars put out an incredible intro um, with uh, Alfonso Ribeiro and uh, Julianne Huff the host of the show uh, doing an incredible job and of course the the pro dancers on the show are killing it in the intro number so I wanted to make sure to get that out there because I really enjoyed the intro. <laughs> I felt like a, a little kid on Christmas morning, honestly, right when the show began. I was just so excited and happy to be watching Dancing with the Stars again. Um, so, yeah, with that said, the first couple of the night was Sochi Gomez and Val. Um, I, I was actually very impressed. Uh, by the way, Sochi, if you don't know her, she's part of the Marvelverse Um She was also in the Babysitter's Club on Netflix, um, just to name a few. And uh, yeah, she's the youngest contestant on on this season of the show. She's 17 years old and yeah, partnered up with one of the most beloved uh, um, pros in the history of the show, Val. Um, So for Sochi and Val, my score for them was 23. So I I was obviously (laughs) very impressed by them. Um, With that said, like, yeah, they ended up being my third highest score of the night. So yeah, I gave them a 23. Ultimately, uh, they ended up getting a 16 from the judges, which surprised me, but at the same time, I know it's night one, and especially for them, like being the first couple is even tougher because, um, yeah, you're the first one, so like the judges don't really know, um, um, what what you look like, like compared to the other couples. If that makes sense. You 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 get me. So I feel if they were later in the show, they would have gotten a higher score because the judges would have gotten a better feel as uh how this season's kind of gonna go and how how the other couples are 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 gonna do compared to Sochi and Val. Uh, following Sochi and Val was Barry Williams and Peta. 
uh, Barry Williams. He's um, um, most known for being part of one of the most iconic TV shows in history, The Brady Bunch. Um, and yeah, he's partnered up actually with Val's uh, sister in law, Peta. And I, I would say Barry Williams actually, I think he he like surpassed uh, most expectations. Uh, being the oldest contestant on the show, usually the oldest ones, you know, they're expected to go out within the first the first couple of weeks. But man, Barry actually really impressed, and you can tell he's a great performer. Um, I, I previously I thought he was just an actor, but throughout his intro package, um, on the premiere last night, we we learned that he has actually been a performer his whole life. So he feels that that's gonna help him um in the competition, and he had a great start. And my score for Barry and uh, Pito was 16, and that's exactly what they got. Um, Looking through the other, yeah, that's the only one that literally I got right on point. Uh, so, yeah, Barry and Pito was a 16. Followed by Barry and Pito, we had uh, supermodel Tyson Beckford and his partner Jenna Johnson. Jenna, of course, is a, a wife of Val. And, uh, and yeah, Tyson Beckford, um, in my opinion, <laughs> he was like the worst dancer of the night. But, I mean, hey, it's night one. Um, not everyone was at, at their top and uh, at their top, uh, what do you call it, top level or top performance level, I guess. But yeah, for, so for Tyson and Jenna, I gave them a 13. Um, I was close, I ended up getting a 12, which tied them for the lowest score of the night. Following Tyson and Jenna came uh, one of my favorite actresses, uh, such a funny character, uh, personality. She played funny characters in American Pie and How I Met Your Mother, uh, Allison Hannigan. And her partner, Sasha Farber. Uh, Sasha's always been one of my favorites. So um, he's a great dancer. And then, like, aside from that, he also has a great personality. So I think Allison and Sasha are just a very likable uh, couple on this, on on season 32 of the show. And, uh, yeah, I thought Allison and, uh, and Sasha, like, um, I didn't think they are at the top tier of the show, but they were also weren't in the bottom tier. I would say they're, they're in the middle of the pack. And that's a, that's a good enough start for night one. Um, I gave them a, a 14, and they ended up getting a 13, so I was one shy. Following them was uh, arguably the most talked about couple from the night on social media, Harry Jousty and Riley Arnold. Uh, Harry, of course, uh, he rose to fame um, while being on the first season of the Netflix reality show, Too Hot to Handle. Um, aside from that, he's done a great job of, of becoming a, a popular influencer on Instagram, doing different um, videos and, and covering different events for MTV. And uh, yeah, he's just a very popular social media influencer. And Riley Arnold is, uh, um, she's the youngest pro. It was her first uh, for, for first official night as a pro dancer on Dancing with the Stars. She's 18 years old. And she's the youngest sister of Dancing with the Stars legend, Lindsay Arnold. So Harry and Riley, um, in my opinion, um, it started off kind of slow. Because Harry seemed kind of tense and nervous, which, of course, I think the majority of us would be nervous to go dancing in front of millions of people and a live studio audience. With that said, um, at one point in the dance, he ripped off his shirt. And that's when I really saw that confidence come out. And you, you could tell he was having a good time. Um, yeah, so for for Harry and Riley, because of that confidence, um, my score for them rose up in comparisons to the beginning of the dance. I gave them an 18. Uh, the judges, in my opinion, were too hard on too low on them. They, get, they ended up getting a twelve, which tied them with uh, Tyson and Jenna for the lowest scores of the night. Um, and then next up was arguably the best dance of the night, which was 
Jason Mraz and Daniela. Um, of course, Daniela, uh, she's done an incredible job in her short time on the show. She's won with Iman Shumpert. Um, she's uh, gone to the finals multiple times. And she's just an incredible dancer, a choreographer, a teacher, and she really gets the best out of all of her uh, partners on the show. And let me tell you something, Jason Mraz, he's not just a, a superstar singer, but this guy could, could easily be a superstar dancer. He did an incredible job. Um, I had a feeling he would do great, but like he even exceeded my expectations, and they're already high. So, man, Jason Mraz and Daniela, um, they could really be uh, in contention for the Len Goodman Mirabal Trophy. Um, speaking of Len Goodman, um, I'll go back to the next couples after this and to Jason's scores. But uh, at the beginning of the show, the, they did a great job honoring Len, Len Goodman, who, of course, was the head judge on Dancing with the Stars for its entire run besides the COVID season. Um, but yeah, Len, last season, he had his farewell season. And unfortunately, a couple months following season 31, uh, he actually passed away. But I thought the show did an incredible job of honoring him um, in the premiere of season 32. And uh, um, from now, going forward, the Mirabal Trophy has been renamed to the Len Goodman Mirabal Trophy. And it even has a, a bow tie on it, which, of course, was Len's signature. Um, he would always be wearing the bow tie. So I thought that was a beautiful gesture from the Dancing with the Stars show to keep Len um, forever um, with them. And no doubt he'll, he'll always be part of the Dancing with the Stars family. And he's a, a legend and one of the most beloved, beloved icons uh, of the show. Um, with that said, to get back to Jason and Daniela, like I said, arguably the best dance of the night. They had my second highest score of the night. And I believe... Oh, no, they ended up tying for the second highest score um, in reality. I gave them a 25, and the judges ended up giving them a 21. So at that point in the competition, they're the highest um, scoring couple. And, yeah, they just did an incredible job. It was insane how good they were. Like, And not just because it was night one. Like, even if it was, like, four, like night four, night five, like, it would be impressive. That's how good they are. So I'm excited to see their continued growth following Jason and Daniela. We had Jamie Lynn Spears and Alan. Uh, Jamie Lynn, of course, the sister of Brittany, uh, star of Zoe 101 and the recent uh, movie Zoe 102. She's also, she also stars on the beloved Netflix show Sweet Magnolias. Um, and then, of course, Alan, one of the most beloved figures in the show and one of my favorite pros uh, every single season. I'm always rooting for Alan. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jamie Lynn and Alan, I would, I would say they were in the top tier. Um, they were in the bottom tier. They were, you know how I said for Allison and Sasha, they were kind of the uh, middle of the pack. In my opinion, Jamie, Lynn, and Allen were a little ahead of the middle of the pack, but not quite at the top tier. Um, and yeah, I ended up giving them a 16. I was one shy. They, they ended up getting a 15 from the judges. Following them was um, arguably one of the best dances of the night, which was with Adrian Peterson and Britt Stewart. Of course, Adrian Peterson, the Minnesota Vikings legend and uh, all-around NFL legend, one of the best running backs to play the game of football, and his partner, Britt, uh, one of my favorites. She, she's a complete superstar, and yeah, it was a joy to see them perform, and you can tell that AP is locked in and loaded and ready to win this thing. Uh, he's really going to go far this season. Uh, yeah, this is a great partnership. There's no doubt about it. Um, I, I ended up giving AP and Britt a score of 16. 
and the the judges felt uh, even better about it. Um, they ended up giving him an 18. Um, it's funny because initially I was gonna give him an 18, but he had a couple mishaps with his feet, so I thought the judges would kind of like you know take out points for that. But hey, good for them. They got an 18 and hell of a start for Adrian Peterson and Britt. Next up was another um incredible performance. Uh, Lele Pons and Brandon Armstrong. Lele Pons, of course, the uh, worldwide known TikTok figure, Instagram influencer, over 50 million followers on Instagram, Venezuelan born. And, uh, and yeah, and Brandon, he's one of the most loved uh, pros in the show. And they did an incredible job together, an incredible, incredible introduction dance for this partnership. And they have the great potential to make it all the way to the end. I ended up giving them uh, 20 and they ended up getting a 19. So, yeah, um, I was very impressed by Lele Pons and Brandon Armstrong. Following them was Mira Sorvino and Gleb. So Mira Sorvino, the actress um, most known for her role in Roni and Michelle. Um, she's a, yeah, Oscar-winning actress, Emmy-nominated actress. You know, she had an illustrious career in the acting field. And then Gleb, of course, he's been part of the show for a while. And, yeah, another beloved uh, pro in, in the history of Dancing with the Stars. But let me tell you, Mira Sorvino, I think she exceeded a lot of expectations. I think she has the potential to be a, a wild card, like you know what I mean, like a under the radar type of type of uh, contestant on this season, man. I think she's gonna do great things, and it was a hell of a start for Mira and Gleb. And and I said it a couple episodes ago. I gotta say it again. She's just like she's a very very pretty lady, and wow, what an incredible job she did, and. Uh, yeah, credit to Gleb too for putting on a great, uh, putting putting together great uh, choreography and and yeah, I ended up giving Mira and Gleb. Let me see, a fifteen, and the judges felt even better about it. They gave they gave him a seventeen, for, so good for them. You know what I mean? Uh, next up, uh, we had Mauricio Umansky and Emma Slater. Mauricio, of course, the husband of Kyle Richards, uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills legend. Um. He of course he's also um the star of a of net of Netflix uh what's it called realtor show um it's called Buying Beverly Hills and uh, then Emma of course like she, she's one of my favorites and another beloved figure in the Dancing with the Stars universe um in my opinion Mauricio actually he actually exceeded my expectations I would say um I have a feeling that he can make it further than than people initially expected. Um, I ended up giving Mauricio and Emma a score of 18. Um, and I, I totally disagree with the judges as they gave them a 15. Um, I didn't really understand that, but at the end of the day, I mean, they're, they're the ones getting paid the judge and I'm here at home, you know? <laughs> so uh, the next couple was Charity Lawson and Artem. Of course, Charity, the reigning bachelorette, recently found love on the hit uh, ABC uh, reality uh, dating show. And Artem, another beloved figure that danced through the stars world. Uh, recently, he won a couple years ago with another bachelorette and Caitlin Bristow. And, and yeah, uh, this was one of the couples that especially caught my eye. Um, they uh, basically solidified themselves as contenders right away on night one. Um, and with that said, though, as good as I thought it was, the judges felt even better about it. As I gave Charity and Artem a score of 18, and the judges gave them a 22. Um, so, yeah, great start for Charity and Artem. Then next up, we had Matt Walsh and Coco Iwasaki. Matt Walsh, of course, uh, 
he's he's starred in multiple comedy movies and especially uh, he I know him <laughs> because uh he's in my favorite movie of all time the hangover um so yeah Matt Walsh and then Coco one of the she joined the pro game recently and she does an incredible job and she's from Miami so shout out to her for that um uh, love to see our, our 305 people succeeding and representing uh worldwide you already know <laughs> yeah to me Matt and Coco they heavily uh exceeded expectations um I gave them a 16 and they ended up getting a 12 which tied them for with Harry and Riley and who was the third Harry and Riley and with um Tyson and Jenna which actually uh shocked me I thought uh yeah but hey it is what it is like I said it's the judge's job it's not my job so ultimately the final say is up to them and it is what it is you know and then the final couple of the night was in my opinion the best uh dance of the night which was between Ariana Maddox and Pasha um Ariana of course the star of Vanderpump Rules uh, arguably you call her America's sweetheart and Pasha, uh, another beloved figure in the Dancing with the Stars community. And he is the husband of Daniela, who, of course, is partnered with Jason Mraz. But, yeah, like I said, Ariana and Pasha, to me, best dance of the night. What an incredible start for this uh, partnership. And, uh, yeah, just like with Jason and Daniela, Ariana and Pasha, like, it wasn't just because it was night one. Like, basically on any night, this dance was incredible. Um, they ended up getting my highest score of the night. Just a point above Jason and Daniela. Um, so I gave Ariana and Pasha a 26. They ended up getting a 21, which I didn't understand from the judges. But, I mean, Jason and Daniela got a 21 too. So what can you do, right? And then next up, to talk about the – so I, I gave my predictions. Uh, following the scores, I gave my predictions for the bottom two on the night and then uh, who I thought would get eliminated. So, in my opinion, in terms of the, the dancing that I saw, the bottom two was going to be Tyson and uh, Matt, right? Surprisingly to me, Tyson was not in the bottom two, uh, even though I thought him and Jenna had the worst dance of the night. Um, Mauricio actually ended up being in the bottom two. But I was right about the other one, as Matt Walsh ended up being in the bottom two as well. Um, and then eliminated, I thought, would be Tyson. I thought Matt Walsh was uh, uh, at least a little bit better than Tyson, but actually Matt Walsh ends up getting eliminated on night one. Um, but besides that, I mean, one of my favorite premieres ever, one of my favorite intros ever, and uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed the season 32 premiere of Dancing with the Stars. I can't wait to see what else unfolds this season, and yeah, shout out to my sister Diana. Had a great time watching with her, and you know, we're giving our thoughts to each other, and um, I kind of got her at one point to start giving giving me her scores. Uh, I just like to pick people's brains and stuff like that and see what they're thinking. And obviously, she she's been dancing her whole life. She loves dance. Like obviously, I I've I've never been a dancer. Uh, obviously, she has a different perspective. She knows more about the specific styles, the cha cha, the salsa, whatever, all the other styles uh, that they use on the show here. So obviously, it's a different perspective because me is kind of just like. Yeah, I don't know specifics about those uh, uh all those dance types. You know what I'm, I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, um, just know, yeah, I'm, uh, week in and week out, I'm gonna be covering Dancing with the Stars on here, and yeah, I just like 
once again, it was an incredible start to season 32 of Dancing with the Stars. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this uh, this topic for today's episode. If you have uh, any different thoughts or you want to give me your thoughts, you know where to reach me, comment on social media, um, DM us on social media. You could email me at tfesrob um, at gmail.com. And yeah, hit us up on Instagram at robcao, that's R-O-B-C-A-O. You could also hit us up on Instagram at the flame underscore ES. And, and yeah, hope all my Dance with the Stars people out there enjoyed this portion of the podcast and can't wait for episode two of season 32 of Dancing with the Stars. All right, guys. So the next topic I'm going to be talking about on today's show is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I did get into it a little bit on Tuesday's sports episode of the podcast. So if you want to go hear that, you could go check it out. But today I plan to um, talk a little more about it, being that this is an entertainment-specific episode. So, yeah, of course, for those of you that don't know, I'm sure everyone knows because it's been talked about worldwide nonstop since Sunday. But on Sunday, Taylor Swift uh, attended Travis Kelsey's game in Kansas City as the Chiefs uh, heavily defeated the Chicago Bears. Um, But with that said, Taylor ended up being the talk of the town and continues to be the talk of the town. Um, not just in pop culture, not just in the entertainment world, but also in the NFL world, which is just insane to talk about. But obviously, she's arguably the most famous singer of all time, and she's known literally worldwide and just beloved worldwide. So it's been incredible to see even diehard football fans, football reporters, football podcasters, football players, just like everyone going crazy about Taylor attending Travis's game. And it's been reported actually um, late Wednesday night by NFL insider Jordan Schultz that Taylor will be in attendance uh, in attendance at Travis's next game, which will be in New York on Sunday night football against the Jets at MetLife Stadium. So, yeah. Um, and with that said, I could only imagine that since it's being reported days ahead of that game occurring, just how many Swifties are going to tune in um, this past Sunday the, um, the ratings for that Chiefs Bears game ended up being twenty over twenty four million viewers, and that was just a one o'clock game that wasn't shown to the whole country. So just imagine Sunday Night Football is shown to the whole country. So I can't even imagine the the re- the records it's gonna break in terms of viewership, and it's just gonna be it's gonna be insane. Um, I I did mention this on Tuesday. A couple of fun facts I found, but I'll mention them again here for those of you that that didn't listen to the sports episode. Um, but. A couple of fun facts following Sunday's game. Um, so in comparison to when Travis and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl in February, and in comparison to when Taylor attended this past Sunday's game, um, in February after the Super Bowl win, Travis gained a little over 220,000 followers following that Super Bowl win. Um, in the, in the, I think like 24 hours following that. And now with, with Taylor attending his game, 24 hours after that game, he he gained over 250,000 followers. So just to put that in perspective of how how worldwide and popular Taylor Swift is. Another fun fact that I love that I, I want to mention again, um, from Sunday to Monday, Travis Kelsey's jersey sales went up 400%. <laughs> Swifties now are basically going to be rocking uh, Travis Kelsey jerseys after Taylor's just been spotted with him one time. That's even crazier to me. That's so impressive, man, the following that she has. Um, now actually I'm glad, but Wednesday, 
Um, CMZ did release some photos of Taylor and Travis um, after they were seen leaving the Arrowhead Stadium together in Kansas City. Um, they were seen driving off in Travis's convertible. And now pictures were released of of Taylor and Travis um, at, at a bar in a restaurant there in Kansas City um, with, with what seems to be some friends around them. Uh, as reportedly, Taylor actually paid for, for the restaurant to be emptied out. So only her, Travis, and a couple of their friends could be in attendance there. And, of course, I understand it because she would be nonstop bothered and people would be taking pictures and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's I'm, I'm super glad that pictures did release prior to me recording this episode. Uh, Give me another thing to talk about. And, obviously, I want you guys uh, to – I want to keep you guys as up-to-date as I can. Um, and with that said, following this whole mania, uh, Swift Kelsey mania, um, now there's a picture of Taylor and Travis's suite at the Chiefs game. Um, pictured with uh, there's a plate with a, some chicken tenders, I think, and then there's some ketchup and some ranch. And now Heinz has come out. They're gonna be re- releasing a um, a condiment flavor called called ketchup and seemingly ranch, and in honor of Taylor. Um, um, in honor of Taylor, yeah, after her one attendance at this random regular season NFL game, it's just insane. I've been talking about it nonstop with my dad, with my sister. Uh, people have been hitting me up about it. Um, you put on sports radio, you listen to sports podcasts, uh, fantasy football, you listen to entertainment podcasts. It, it's just insane. The the worldwide domination and power <laughs> that Taylor Swift has in her in her fingertips. It's just incredible to think about. And, I mean, what a cool story. Uh, with that said, too, if you guys want to hear Travis get a little in-depth, it's not much, but um, him and Jason, his brother, center of the Philadelphia Eagles, they do have a podcast. It's called New Heights, and they just released a, a new episode Wednesday where Travis gets a little into uh, his whole experience with Taylor and, and yeah, so if you guys want to go check that out, yeah, make sure to check out New Heights. It's, of course, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and, yeah, that pretty much wraps up this uh, portion of uh, of the podcast. Um, any Swifties out there that want to give me your opinions, your thoughts, uh, you can reach out to me on, on Instagram at Rob Gal. That's R-O-B-C-A-O at the flame underscore E-S. Or you could also email me at T-F-E-S-Rob at gmail.com. I would love to hear your thoughts and your opinions on this whole Travis and uh, Taylor thing, or thing <laughs> situation. And with that said, thank God I just remembered. Um, so I'm gonna read a blind item that came out on Wednesday. So it came out yesterday. Um, basically, here we go. Uh, once again, like I always say, the blind items come from CrazyDaysAndNights.net. I will be putting the link of the website in the in the description of this episode. If any of you are interested in checking out blind items. And the creator of these blind items or the author is NT Lawyer. So here we go. So a, a blind item from Wednesday about Taylor and Travis. So it says, the A-plus list singer and the NFL player are filming a commercial for the big game. That would explain a, a lot of this. So basically it's saying that Taylor and Travis are going to be filming a commercial for the Super Bowl. So, I mean, just wanted to sprinkle that in there. Who knows um, if it has any significance, but... If you hear down the line or in a couple months or during the Super Bowl that you see a commercial of them, just know that NT Lawyer of Crazy Days and Nights was the first one to reveal that information. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to make sure to get that in there. And, yeah, other than that, 
that yeah that wraps up uh the taylor travis uh portion of today's podcast all right guys so the next topic now i'm gonna be getting to uh on the all right, guys, so the next topic I'm going to be covering on today's show is Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. I'll be giving you a quick update as uh, throughout this journey back to the podcast, I've given around three or four updates. This may be the fourth or fifth one. I remember exactly on the whole Joe and Sophie divorce uh, situation. Now it's extended to divorce slash uh, child custody situation. So even more drama. You're, you could only imagine. But following last week's entertainment episode, uh, Taylor, uh, Sophie was again spotted with Taylor Swift again having dinner together in New York City then um, more recently uh, Sophie filed a lawsuit against Joe and she wanted full custody of the kids and she wanted them to live with her in her home country um, and, uh, of the United Kingdom like to live with her in London basically but thankfully the two were able to come to an agreement that um will be keeping the kids in New York City so that um, therefore Joe and Sophie can each spend time with them which I, in my opinion that's the right decision so I'm glad it came to that with that said some big news to go back to Sophie and Taylor some big news came out Wednesday that Taylor is now lending her uh, her New York apartment to Sophie so that she's able to stay with her children there in New York because uh, I guess that Joe was the one that owned their residency I guess in New York well, now it seems as if Sophie now will be staying with Taylor. So it's just interesting how Taylor <laughs> Swift just, man, she's involved with everything. Uh, obviously, the, the previous topic was uh, Taylor and Travis. And now look at this. This is really meant to be a Joe and Sophie update. But look, even Taylor gets involved in this. It's just incredible. She's involved with everything. And she's, and she's at the end of the day, um, she knows how to stay in the limelight. And uh, yeah, it's just incredible. She's uh, <laughs> heavily involved now in this Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner um, uh, situation. But yeah, I mean, that was just some quick info. Nothing much to go in depth about, but I thought I would give a little update as uh, multiple things uh, had occurred following my, my previous entertainment episode. So yeah, just like I always say, if you guys want to give me your thoughts and opinion, you know where to reach out to me via email, uh, via social media. Let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear them. And yeah, that wraps up uh, the Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner, and Taylor Swift update uh, portion of, the, of today's show. Okay, guys, so the next topic that I'll be talking about on today's podcast will be Pete Davidson and Madeline Klein being in a relationship. Of course, Pete Davidson, um, former SNL cast member, Former Wild and Out cast, mem cast member, uh, stand-up comedian, actor, and of course known for his many relationships with some high-profile high profile women. Uh, some tongue-twisting going on right now. Uh, as we get deeper in the show, you already know. Uh, obviously, he's been with Ariana Grande, Kim Kardashian, Cassie David, uh, Kay Beckinsale, just to name a few. And now he is reportedly in a relationship with Outer Bank star Madeline Klein. Of course, Madeline, like I said, from Outer Banks. She's also in Knives Out uh, Part 2. She uh, has been in a relationship with her Outer Banks co-star, Chase Stokes. Then she was with Zach Bia, just to name a few. And now she's reportedly dating Pete. Um, 
I can't remember. Did I talk? No, I haven't talked about Pete uh, since I got back to the podcast. But I recently saw him for the first time ever in person because uh, he's getting back to stand up. So I had the opportunity to see him here in Miami at the Dania Beach Improv. And it was an absolute blessing and honor to see him as uh, I'm a huge fan of him. I've always gotten like great vibes from him. Uh, he always makes me laugh and he's just a very likable personality in my opinion. So yeah, I'm very grateful I got to see Pete. With that said, um, he had recently finished up uh, being in, in a rehab facility here um, in Florida and yeah, now and now he's continued to do his stand-up. Yeah, he he did a couple of shows here. Like I said, I got to see him here in Miami. He did do a couple of shows, and they're kind of test runs, you could call them, because he hadn't done stand-up comedy in a very, very long time, actually. So he decided to back into it. They get back into it. Now he's been doing some bigger shows now across the country with John Mulaney, who um, is the boyfriend of uh, Olivia Munn and the dad of her child. He's also, he was a, he's a famous, he, he was famous for being a writer as well on Saturday Night Live. Um, he voices, he's one of the voices of Chip and Dale, uh, Ranger, Ranger, what is it called? Road Rangers, which is a, a movie that came out, uh, I think last year on Disney Plus. But um, with that said, yeah, he's also does some shows now with Jon Stewart. So he's uh, really going back into that stand-up world. And I'm hoping that he's been able to, you know, stay on the right path and that stand-up has helped him, you know, and brought some more joy to his life. And yeah, I mean, in terms of him and Madeline dating, I mean, all I can say is good for them. I wish them all the best. Um, I am a big fan of Madeline too. Of course, I, I love Audrey Banks and yeah, it's just been really cool to see her her, her rise to, to stardom from the first season of Outer Banks to where she's at now. Um, it's just incredible and yeah, I mean, in terms of like things like this for relationships, like all I could really do, and I just wish all these people the best. I hope they're happy with each other. Hope they find love with each other. Hope they have a great time together. And and yeah, um, like I said, uh, just wish them the best. Uh, yeah, um, let me know what you guys think about Pete and Madeline dating. And yeah, that wraps up the this portion of the podcast. All right, guys, so the next topic that I'm going to be talking about on today's show will be the writer strike almost officially coming to an end. Um, all we are missing right now is for an agreement to take place between the studios and the writers, um, but it's it's seemingly as if in any, any, any second uh, this uh, writer strike could officially be over and scripted television shows could be back. And all these writers could have jobs again and be getting paid again and doing what they love. So um, it's just an amazing news. Uh, shout out to Michael Jammin Writer. If you guys don't follow him, um, I really recommend following him on Instagram. That's uh, exactly his, his handle, Michael Jammin Writer. Um, yeah, he does an amazing job of up. He did an amazing job now of updating and basically going into specifics of uh, exactly what has happened with the writer strike now and what has to be done for it to ultimately come to an end um but yeah i'll be sure to put his uh link his social media here and and link the the videos or the reels that so if you guys want to hear like a more in-depth view on it i was planning on playing his audio but um i feel that it's better if i just link it because at the end of the day that is his audio and he's putting that out and i don't want to just put that on here and take that away from like someone viewing his reel 
and helping him gain his following on Instagram because he truly does a good job and puts in a lot of hard work and stuff. So uh, I'll be sure to link that in the description. Next up, another topic I want to talk about on today's show. Uh, I'm going to be giving a quick little talk about Bachelor Nation as tonight, uh, Thursday, September 28th is a huge night for Bachelor Nation um, as we have the series premiere of The Golden Bachelor um, on ABC uh, from 8 to 9. And then following the series premiere of The Golden Bachelor will be the season 9 premiere of Bachelor in Paradise. And yeah, just an exciting time right now for Bachelor Nation. Um, yeah, the Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. I went more into depth, depth on them on, on last week's entertainment uh, episode. So I'm not going, going to go into as much depth. I just wanted to give like a little quick reminder, I guess. So you guys know um, you have some exciting television to look forward to tonight. Um, so yeah, shout out to um, all the everyone over there. Uh, the Golden Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise and I want to give a special shout out to Patty James, the uh, mother of Matt James, the former bachelor, um, as she will be uh, on the on the series on the first season of the Golden Bachelor. So I'm very excited to see her um, on the on my TV screen. And yeah, and I also want to give a shout out to the first official Golden Bachelor, Gary Turner. Um, I wish him all the best on his journey to find love. And um, same goes to all the women on, on, on the first season of the Golden Bachelor. Like I said, Patty James. But I also want to shout out, let me pull it up here. I want to shout out Joan Vassals. Um, it was very cool yesterday. Um, Bachelor Nation or, or the Golden Bachelor Instagram, one of them posted a couple of the ladies and she kind of caught my eye. I was like, oh, let me just, you know, get let me give Joan uh, a follow. And she actually ended up following me a couple of minutes later on Instagram. So. I thought I want to. I would give her a shout out here on the podcast and just say thank you for following me back. And uh, I wish you all the best and hope you had a great journey uh, on the Golden Bachelor. But yeah, that that wraps up like the Bachelor Nation segment. Um, but just before I officially wrap it up, so reminder: uh, tune in to ABC tonight at eight seven Central for the premiere of the Golden Bachelor, and then uh, following that will be the season nine premiere of Bachelor in Paradise. And oh, and shout out to uh Greer um she was uh on uh, one of the recent seasons of uh The Bachelor and uh I just have to say yeah, she looked she looked great in her uh <laughs> her night one pictures uh the bachelor they posted a couple of the pictures of the contestants getting there on day one of paradise so I just wanted to make sure to get that in and yeah I hope she uh had a great journey on Bachelor in Paradise and uh yeah, wishing all the contestants on season nine of Bachelor in Paradise a, a great, great time. And I hope, yeah, they ended up leaving the show happy. All right, so the, the next two topics, I'm going to mix them in together. Um, so I've said it on here before, but for those of you that don't know, so I have three shows that are tied for my favorite shows of all time. The Office. Gossip Girl and One Tree Hill. The last two I named there, Gossip Girl and One Tree Hill. I'm going to be talking about them quickly now. Um, in the last couple of days, um, Italian Fashion Week has been going on. And I would say it's been a, a Gossip Girl cast takeover. Uh, I, I mentioned last week, like, Leighton Meester. 
um, had been there in Italian Fashion Week. She continues to be there. But also, aside from Lady and Meester, a.k.a. Blair Waldorf, um, there's a, a beautiful reunion between Kelly Rutherford and Ed Westwick um, at an Italian Fashion Week event. I saw a video of them hugging and talking to each other, and it just say, put me in my feels because Lily and, and, and Chuck, who are who Kelly and Ed played on the show, they're two of my favorite characters in general, and their dynamic together was just like, always made me feel so good. Um, I loved watching them on screen and just to see them reunite again, like years after the show ending, just like uh, made my heart feel good. So I wanted to make sure to get that um, out, out there. So yeah, shout out to Layden, shout out to Ed, and shout out to Kelly for taking over Italian Fashion Week. You already know, GG forever. It's the hashtag I use, uh, Gossip Girl forever. Um, but yeah, aside from Gossip Girl, like I said, uh, another one of my favorite shows, One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill recently celebrated the 20th anniversary of its premiere. And I just want to say, yeah, I absolutely love One Tree Hill. It means a lot to me. And like um, on the day of the anniversary, I did a lot of posts on my Instagram story. And um, like I said on, on my post there, like I wanted to post uh, One Tree Hill isn't just a show to me. Um, it, it has a piece of my heart and it always will, always and forever. Those of you, uh, those of you that watch the show know always and forever signifies. So, but yeah, shout out to Gossip Girl, One Tree Hill. Now I'm gonna play a, actually a a clip, a quick clip <laughs> about uh Chad Michael Murray, kind of giving his thoughts on on the the popularity of One Tree Hill even 20 years after it premiered um on TV. For the rest of our lives, we will always, whether our careers are, are very long. 65 years old and sitting in an award show with someone else who's on our cast I think that there will always be that look across the room and you'll always see each other and just that that there will be a moment of comfort you look over and you see James 20 years from now there's a moment of comfort so yeah um, I wanted to make sure to share that clip on here because I just thought those were some beautiful words by Chad Michael Murray and I 100% agree with him uh, it's just one of those shows that will live on forever and all of these actors and actresses that were part of the show um, will always be loved. And yeah, and One Tree Hill, you know, have an amazing fan base. And yeah, it was just a very, some beautiful and special words there by uh, Chad Michael Murray, aka Lucas Scott. Um, and I want to give credit. Um, this was on Instagram. I want to give credit to Joy Lens Picks and Naily underscore scenes for posting that great clip of uh, Chad talking about the show. But yeah, guys, other than that, um, that wraps up the, the topics for today's entertainment edition of the Flame Entertainment and Sports. All right, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to today's entertainment episode of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to check us out on social media on Instagram at Rob Gao, that's R-O-B-C-A-O, and also at the Flame underscore E-S. As I've repeated multiple times, if you want to share your thoughts um, on any of these topics, if you, if you want me to cover other topics in any future episodes, you know where to reach me on social media via email, um, whatever is easier for you. I'd love to hear um, any feedback and or any opinions you guys have about any of these topics that I covered on today's show. And, and yeah, thank you guys for tuning in again. Until next time, everyone, take care. <laughs>